Christian of all time. I will try to be brief. Whether it's tired, for Hashem we spent together these several wonderful days we heard out of the material, beautiful ideas. And really I would suggest that the background is less rushed, which is fine. But it's a lot to keep the schedule. I'll start with these days also. I would like to express a certain message. And really it will be repetitious to the different terror that we heard this afternoon for the real language this morning. But everyone has his way of looking things. And the different terror is always good. But there's Hashem would be an explanation of, of the ha, of the suggestions, the Arachalamaisa that we heard this morning, Lord Hashem. I would like to relate to you a Dvartaida, which is really the depth of the message is not for a mind like my own. It is secret of prayer. But many times when you have a very precious diamond and you don't know how to utilize with its completeness and all its value and beauty, but even a faraway shine can be enjoyable even for simple people. There is a halacha in Shulchan Aruch that we all know that when we daven Shemayin Esrei the halacha is that we close our eyes. Either close our eyes or look into the Siddur which is more or less the same. That's the halacha of Shemayin that when you daven in Shemayin you're not supposed to look around but to keep your eyes closed. It is brought down from Tadmoyim, from previous great Balei Avodah, that when the prayer tells us, He lo yirami odom v'chad. Because it's Bobo Tov Moshe Rabbeinu, He lo yirami odom v'chad. A person cannot see the Kalatani Ashkina with its splendor and greatness when a person is still living in this world. And Chazal tell us that there is a remez, there is a hint that in the departure of a person from this world, after 120 years, then a person is zeichet to see the shkin. To the Yerani Odom Bechai, Avala'achami Sosay, Roya Kaviyochom, Yisrael Kaviyochom, Hashkina, with a splendor and a greatness that he is not zeichet in this world. And the firm say, that when a person in this world, if he is of habit, when he davenish minister, that he keeps his eyes closed, he will be zeichet. On that day, that he will be called Hashem. He will see the greatness, the beauty, the splendor of the Shkina, everyone according to his greatness and required in this world, obviously. But when someone is of habit, a davenish minister, his eyes wander and look around, then, on his last day, he will not be there to see the Shekhinah, but instead he will see 
what he doesn't want to see. Let's not go into particulars because it's not our discussion. This is what it says in the Torah. And it's a very famous meaning that we keep our hearts closed during Shemir. Now, this is a halacha and a little explanation. What is the reward and Chathashon the punishment for keeping the halacha or for violating the halacha? In the Zerah Kodesh, there is a little explanation. What is the Indian and what is the, some kind of a grasp, what is the Indian of keeping your eyes closed during Shemir? And this is not in the simple explanation. The simple explanation is simple because you have to concentrate on the filler that you are talking to Hashem. But the Chazal tells us, the Zerah tells us as follows. It's on a postage. The postage says, our two great mothers, Leah and Rachel. And the postage says, the Eine Leah Rachel. And Leah's eyes, there are many ways of explaining what Rachel means. The Eine Leah Rachel, either Rachel says that her eyes were moved from their beauty from crying so much. Or we can explain Leah has beautiful eyes, whatever the expression might be. And Rochel was a Yifat Toya, had beauty. Now, in the simple explanation of the Posik, the Torah is telling us something about Leah and something about Rochel. But we know that the Torah is explained in many different ways. There is Pshat, there is a simple explanation, there is Remez, when the Torah hints us deeper meaning, there is Rush and there is Soit, the secret of the Torah. Now, what we are going to quote is not the Pshat, it's not a simple explanation. The simple explanation was, Leia had, Leia had eyes with a certain way the Torah describes them, and Rachel was a beautiful, you find Soit, you find marriage. But our peace Soit, in the explanation of the secrets of the Torah, there is a hint that Leah had eyes. And Rachel doesn't say she had eyes. And again, be very careful not to misunderstand it. In the story of the in the expression of the secrets of the Torah, Rachel had no eyes. Leah had eyes. Rachel had no eyes. And the words expressed, expressed in the Zerah are, Ulemta Shapirta, the Mesla Ena, a beautiful maid that doesn't have eyes. I think that my audience has these words translated, and from here further I will use the words as they are quoted. Ulemsa Shapirta, the Mesla Ena. Now, Rochel is Ulemsa Shapirta, the Mesla Ena. She has no eyes. When we damage Menestra, we give expression of this situation of Ulemsa Shapirta the Lesla Ena. We don't have eyes. And therefore, we close our eyes during Shminat. We close our eyes because we are in a situation of Ulemsa Shapirta the Lesla Ena. And quote what I wanted to relate from Dibri Chazal. And all of you appreciate that this is interesting. But maybe I will try to bring out some kind of a some kind of a, of a light, of course not with its completeness, with its depth, with its beauty of what is being taught here, 
but some kind of a light that we should be able to appreciate and take home with us. Now let us take these words and explain them just for a moment as they are. Leah had eyes. Ene Leah Rakhis, Leah had eyes. Rochel, Ulem Sashapirta, the Lesbo Amos. We don't find in prayer anything about, about Rachel's eyes. Again, of course, Rachel had eyes. But in the depth of the prayer, Rachel didn't have eyes. What does that mean? Now, let me, for a moment, give some explanation. In the simple meaning, what is Rachel in the Jewish building of the Jewish people? And what is Leah in the building of the Jewish people? Yaakov Avinu didn't want Leah. Vayar Hashem ki sinua leh. Yaakov didn't want leh. Yaakov wanted Rokh. What is Leah and what is Rokh? Leah was the Bechoyah. She was the oldest daughter. She was the one who built within the Jewish people every expression of greatness. All greatness of Jewish people was introduced to us and built by, built by Leah Imane. Leah had six sons. The first one was Reuven. And Reuven is the Bechor. The second one is Shimon. Shimon, he is the father of Malamdei Nezik. Of those that teach children. Now teaching children, by many of us, is a very small, but very, not such a great profession. But Chazal tell us, Tichoychovim Lo'ad, Chazal tell us that there will be Tadikim in the future like stars. Eilu Malambesi Nezik. You know why Malambesi Nezik like stars? You see a little glitter of light. And it's really a world of light. A world of light greater than the whole world. Malambesi Nezik is part of the greatest of the Jewish people. Afterwards came Levi. Levi is Kahuna. Levi is Levia. Avoida. The greatness and the beauty of Avoida. Leia gave us. And then comes Yehuda, Malchus. Dover HaMelech, Mashiach, was the son of Leah. And then came Yisachar. Yisachar's Rosh Sanhedrin. The greatness the heads of the Sanhedrin were Yisachar. And then came Zvulun. Zvulun were the rich people, the Jewish people, that supported Torah. Every greatness and every beauty in the Jewish people was introduced by Leah. Rachel was the mother of Yosef. Yosef, we say in the Pasik, Haben Yakirli my Ephraim. My beloved child Ephraim. Ephraim is Yosef. And when HaKadosh Baruch calls the Jewish people Ephraim, all the Jewish people call Hashem Ephraim. In other words, Rachel is the mother of the multitude of the people. Just the nation. The simple folk. The Jewish people, Rachel is the mother of the Jewish people. Leah is the mother of the greatness of Jewish people. Let me just take a moment to tell you Pshat in a Pesach. I'm sure everyone who learns Chumash is astounded by this Pesach. When Rachel wanted Dudoyim, Dudoyim was a certain fruit that had this gula to have children. And Rachel didn't have children. And Rachel comes to Leah and says, Please give me some of the Dudoyim from your son. 
Now we must remember that Yaakov Avinu worked seven years for Rochel. And when Leah was brought into Yaakov Avinu's home by, by the Ramoyas of Lovon, Rochel knew, Yaakov knew that, that Lovon's going to try to fool him. We all know the Chazal tell us that Yaakov made signs with Rochel. Simonim. That you should show certain Simonim, I should know whether you're Rochel or Leah. And Leah gave Rachel the Simon. Rachel gave Leah the Simon. Shalotisbaza Achoisi. And it's it's unbelievable the Tzidkis of Rachel Imenu. Unbelievable the Tzidkis of Rachel Imenu. Chazal tell us that Jacob recognized Rachel's voice. And Rachel was under the bed. And when Jacob said, Is it you, Rachel? And Rachel says, Yes, it's me. And she brought Leah into Jacob's house. So here for the first time, when Rochel asks Leah something, you have the six children, give me one baby. You know what Leah answered? Hama'at kachtechas ishi, v'lakachas is dudoi b'neich. Isn't it enough that you took my husband, that you want to take dudoi of my son? Your husband? It's my husband. Who gave you the husband? Who gave you Yaakov Avino? It was I who brought you and gave her Yaakov Avinu. That's how Leah answers Rachel. Hamad kachtechas ishi. This is a pellet. This is mamish a, a, a puzzle, a mystery to understand this Pusik. But I want to tell you, everybody said, push it, shot and Pusik. Leah and Rachel weren't playing emotions. Leah and Rachel were talking business. They had to build Beis Hashem. Leah was the mother of all greatness in the Jewish people. Leah said to Rachel, let's not talk emotions. In truth, you know that you should get out of here. And Yaakov should be all mine. What would have happened? Every Jew would be either a Kayan, or a Levi, or a Melech, or a rich Sanhedrin, or a rich man. There wouldn't be such a thing that we call a simple Jew. There wouldn't be such a thing. Because Leah is the one who brought the Yaakov's home greatness. Uven, Shimon, Malam teachers, Rosh Sanhedrin, this is Leah. Rochel built the nation, a simple nation, Am Yisrael. And Leah said, really, I should be here. I is the one to bring greatness to the Jewish people. Now let's come back to our subject. <coughs> Let me just, just put one more word of explanation which is off the subject. Yaakov didn't want Leah. Let me just tell you, push it, pshat. Yaakov said, you know, Leah's a pain in the neck. Who needs greatness? Who needs malchus? Malchus? Little Torah. If you're a king, you have no time to learn. Who needs kahuna? Who needs avoider? The Gemara says that when David HaMelech said to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, take my life, and Shlomo, my son, should build the base of Mikdash. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, For me it's more precious one day that you sit and learn Torah than a thousand sacrifices that Shlomo brought on the Mizbeach. Torah, the simple Jew sitting and learning in his corner, is more precious than Avodah. Yisachar Reis Sanhedrin, if you're, if you're dying, you don't have time to learn. If you're rich, well, everyone knows the problems of being rich. Yaakov wanted Rachel. Yaakov said, you know what? Leah, you go to Esau. Let Esau have the riches. Let Esau have the malchus. 
Later, she had everything. Let me have my rochel, and I'll sit alone in my corner with my poverty. I pass the melech toichal, but my there, and bezeche telam habo, and one day I'll have greatness. But Rivka says no. Rivka said no. The brachas have to go to Yankiv. And Rachel said, no, Leah has to come into your house first. You must have greatness of Jewish people. And I just went off the subject, and let's come back to our subject. Leah has eyes. Leah ain't a Leah Rakos. Leah has eyes. She sees greatness. Leah looks in the mirror, and she has eyes. She sees Kahuna. She sees Malchus. She sees Rosh Sanhedrin. She sees supporting of Torah. She sees, Bechoyre, Leah has eyes. Verochel, But she has no eyes. She doesn't see how great and beautiful she is. Ulemta Shapirta, She doesn't have eyes to appreciate her own beauty, her greatness. The greatness of what's called in Yiddish, a simple Jew. She doesn't have eyes to see how much Yaakov loved her and how precious she was. She doesn't have eyes. Today in our world, we also like without eyes. We say, we see a God will be Israel. I say to myself, when I sit down to a black Gemara, I say, well, if this black Gemara will make me a big Rosh Hashiva, that's Chorib, that's business. If this black Gemara will make me a Rosh Sanhedrin, that's business. If this black Gemara will make me rich, I don't want to be rich, Chassashon, to buy myself a new car. Make me rich and I can support yeshivas. That's business. If this black woman would make me a coin to walk into the base of Migdosh with, 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 with a breastplate of Oydem Pirat of Erekes, with all the beautiful stone, that's business. But there's a plain black <laughs> We don't have eyes. Ulem Shapir to the Lesla Enim. A beautiful maiden without eyes. We don't know how beautiful a black Gemara of a Pashta Yid is. How beautiful a Perak Tehillim of a Pashta Yid in it. A Pashta Jewish woman sitting and say a Perak Tehillim. She's a Ulamta Shapiri, she has no eyes. Now let us continue to our subject exactly about Shemaneser. When a Jewish person is standing in Shemaneser, now really, a Shemaneser. Tefillah, this is the most beautiful and the greatest situation, the greatest position that a human being can find himself. A person is Oymid Lefnei Hashem. A person is Oymid Lefnei Hashem. I don't know how to express myself. In, 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 in Kabbalah, I'm sure everyone here heard the word, there are Oylamas, Oylamas, and the greatest, closest to Hashem is called Olam HaAtzilus. There was in Yerushalayim, and this is Mamash Kabbalah, I don't know, I really don't even know the word that I'm talking about. In Yerushalayim, there was a great tzaddik, a mekubal, Mamash, Boki, Bekol, Chadri, Kabbalah, Chacham, Salam, Musafi. He used to daven, a shachras, he used to take him three, four, three hours. But he went down with a minion, just daven and Zichar Moshe, where there's a lot of minion on him. He started with the first minion. And continue with the second minion, with the third minion. After around six, seven minion, him, he finished his, his thriller with all his kavanas. I heard from someone who was once, who was once in Zichar Moshe, 
and there was a chazan that was davening, and the chazan finished, and didn't take the three steps back. You know that Allah could take three steps back. And this is how, how, how a Jew lived, lived, tired. He runs over to him, he says, You're still in Atsilus, you're still, you're still before Hashem. Walk out. The most beautiful position a person could be is when he's davening Yishmanesr. This is the most beautiful position Oymed Lefnei Hashem. But, if you'll ask one of us, you'll ask either this side of the Mechitzah or this side of the Mechitzah, when you stand Shemenesra and you talk to Hashem, how beautiful are you really in the eyes of Hashem? What does Hashem really think of you? Well, when I say, Hashem probably says, well, if you want to understand Torah, why don't you open the Gemara? And when I say, Hashem probably says, the bat from heaven. If you want to do Tshuva, who's stopping you? And when I say, Hashem says, well, if you say a couple of Perkotilim, I would, I would be able to... Hashem looks at me like a nudnik. You're davening. First of all, I'm not even davening. What kind of kavana do I have? What kind of machshava do I have? Ulemta shapirta. Ulemta shapirta de lesla ena. We are, we have completely unappreciated of the beauty of the position that we take in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu when we stand Shemanesri. This is the most beautiful and the greatest of greatness. But without eyes, we don't know how to appreciate this greatness. We don't know how to realize what greatness and what beauty we attain in this position. Ulemta shapirta the lesley enim rochali menu. Now, in a person in such a position, what is he supposed to do? He's supposed to appreciate that he doesn't have eyes. He doesn't know how to appreciate the greatness of the moment that he finds himself in. But believe and trust and keep your eyes closed. Until the day, until the day that your eyes will open, it might take 120 years, until the day your eyes will open, and you will see the Shekhinah, and you will get that kiss and that hug from Hashem Yisbarah, and you will see how beautiful you are. But many people don't have the Seich, and they stand in and they see nothing. They're looking for greatness, I'm, I want my heart to burn with Abbas Hashem. My heart is dry. Our eyes are dry like, 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 like sand. No greatness. If you don't see the greatness of the Shemayim, so you open your eyes and look around. You see the shul. He walks in and he walks in and he walks in. If you don't see what, what you want to see, the greatness, so well, this world is also a world. You open your eyes and look around. And here we are told, if you have the patience to keep your eyes closed and to realize you have no eyes, to realize that you're blind in this world, but you don't open your eyes to, to if I can't have a great, beautiful world, I might as well enjoy a gashmistical world, a mundane world. I might as well just see what's going on over here. If you have this patience, the day will come your eyes will open. 
if you don't have this patience, and instead of when you're Shemaneserim, and you realize that you don't have eyes, and you don't see, you don't perceive what's going on here, so you open up your eyes, you look around, and you say, look, he came in late, Yeshua, why did he come late? He was running out early, probably has, has business to do, thanks to what's, what's he doing, etc., etc. And you look around the world, and you let yourself down, and you live in a more of a Gashmistic world. Then, the day will come that you will be in a position that your eyes should open, but your eyes won't open. Because you're already concentrated on something much lower. And you attach yourself to something lower. And you disattach yourself from this greatness because you just didn't have patience to keep your eyes closed until the wonderful day that your eyes will open. This is a Dvar Torah, which I think that many of us might have a part of, a little bit of appreciation about Shemaneser itself. Now let us talk in this marshal about our our life, not only the moment of Shemaneser, but the Chlal, our life. We live in a world today, never, never in the history of the world, did people have such eyesight. Today, in our modern generation, a lot of people wear glasses. I was never able to figure out whether people 100 years ago didn't need glasses or they just didn't see as well as we see today. It doesn't really interest me to, to think about. Whatever the case is today, everyone sees. Never did people have such good eyesight. People walk in the street with 20-20 eyesight. People walk in the street, you walk over to a street corner, and you see what's going on in all the countries of the world. You pick up a newspaper, you see Russia, you see Israel, you see London, you see Paris. You sit in front of a television tube. You can see to the end of the world. President Bush fainted in, 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 in Japan. Everyone, all of our eyes, looked so, still Japan. Genius eyesight. Today, if you have a family in, in, in Arkansas, if you have a family in China, you pick up the phone and you talk. Today, our eyesight is extremely sophisticated. Everyone can see the whole world. Now, to see the world is a wonderful type. Everyone wants to be, be in on things. Everyone wants to be intelligent. But we are told that there is something more beautiful to look at. There is a Shemanesra. There is a Oymad Hashem. There is a Torah. There is a Judaism. When you take your eyes and you open a little Tehillim, when you take your eyes and you open a little Siddur, when you take your eyes and you open a little Gemara, and you concentrate on these precious words, at that moment, your Olemta Shapira, Shlesla Eina. You look at You don't have eyes. What greatness do I see here? What beauty? And when someone says, why do you look at the papers? Why don't you read the part of And we say, believe me, believe me, if you can open my eyes and show me the beauty of every word, I would say Tilim all day. Believe me, if you would open my eyes and you show me how beautiful a black Gemara is, I would, 
I would never look at a, at, at a paper, at a magazine. Never. Of course, I would, I would see greatness, I would see beauty, I would see Atzilis, I would see Torah, I would see HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rebbe Kivager opened up his eyes. He looked at the Gemara, what did he see? He saw Kutsha Perichu. Yechez Klanovi says, Ba'eres Hashem, Yoshev HaKisei, Rom Veniso. Yeshayah Hanovi said. If when I would open a, 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 a Novi and I would see what Yeshayah Hanovi saw, I would never look at a, at a, at a, at a stupid screen. Never. I would never listen to a radio, of course not. But I see nothing. I see nothing. I don't see anything. It's boring. It's monotonous. We don't see how beautiful and how great we are. And how beautiful and great our position is. We open these divorms. See how beautiful and how great we are. And how beautiful and great our position is. We open these Devarim Shel Kedusha. What do we do? If you don't see greatness. If you're a Lamta Shapirta, the Lesla Enen. If you're Damash and you don't have the patience to wait to see that greatness. So we open our eyes and we look around. And we see a world. It's interesting. We pick up a paper, we listen to politics, we talk Narishkeit. And here is where our great sages told us. If you have the patience to realize that you're less slow aiming, you have no eyes, you're blinded in this world. But believe that you're a lemta shapirta. Believe that the moment you pick up a chumish, how great and beautiful you really are. You don't see, you don't appreciate, you're not excited. Have patience. The day will come that you will be zeicher to see the glory and the beauty of the Shekhinah HaKadosh. But if you don't have the patience, if we don't have the patience, and we don't see our greatness, and we want Dafka to see, to open our eyes, so we are the world. And this is what we're holding, this is what we have, this is our position. And the great day, when I'm Yisrael, as I mentioned before, there were people that the light was a Shemanesra. When they were born, it was Baruch Hashem. The baby is born like a little, a, a little nothing, bowing down to Hashem. And when he walked out of the world, it was Oysa Shalom B'Mraimah. There were great sages in our generation even. Koshki previous generations. Life can be a Shemanesra. Life can be a Dvekus to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Life can be one long embrace with Hashem Yisbarach. But for this you have to have patience. For this you have to realize that you're davening Shemin You have to realize that we can be close to Hashem every moment in our life. Not only we learn Torah when we daven, in our kitchens, in our bedrooms, in every situation, out in business, we can be, we can live in one long Shemin but we have just one complaint. Why is it more exciting? But if you have patience and you keep your eyes closed and you realize that you are a Lemta Shapir to the moment that you dedicate yourself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 
and to live a true Jewish life and be dedicated to Torah. That you're, in the eyes of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, you are beautiful, you are great. This is the most wonderful thing that you can be that Kaviyachal, that Kaddish Baruch Hu, Kaviyachal, Kaviyachal hopes for himself. You don't see greatness. Wait, patience, keep your eyes closed. But don't open your eyes and, 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 and yield and retreat and let yourself down to a different kind of light. And this is more or less what we heard this afternoon. This is more or less what we heard the suggestions that we heard about. Of course, newspapers, everything else that was so wonderfully suggested to us. Quarantine of 40 days. But this is a death. The same thing, but just a little deeper. Not even deeper, but just a little different angle. Rabbi Sai, I would like to continue my discussion just another few minutes. I had mentioned before about Rochali Men. Now, this piece of history that we had that I had mentioned before, that Rochali Menu gave away Yanka Vavina to her sister Leah. Really, this was a very, very special moment in world history. It's very famous that when Am Yisrael went out to Golis and Yirmiyahu HaNavi was turning worlds and he went to Imaris HaMachpelet and he called Avraham and Yitzchok and Yankiv and he called Moshe Rabbeinu from his rest and the others came and cried and screamed to Hashem and Avraham Avinu said it was for nothing, Chas Shalom, that I went through tennis yonis. I jumped into the fire from the serious nefesh, and I did all the nesiyonis, the greatness of Avraham Avinu, and HaKadosh Baruch said, Avraham, everything that you did, but the sins of Am Yisrael overweight. And Yitzchak said, but I stretched out my neck on the Akedah, with happiness that you should, I should be slaughtered for Kiddush Hashem, because HaKadosh Baruch told so to my father, even without hearing it with my own ears. I believed in Munus Chachamim, and I stretched out my nefesh in the serious nefesh. HaKadosh Baruch said, the serious nefesh is wonderful, but not enough to weigh against the sins of Am Yisrael. And Yankov Avinu said, but I had Sarah Bonim, all the suffering that I had for, to, to raise a Jewish nation. And HaKadosh Baruch says, yes, that's absolute greatness, but not in comparison to the sins of Am Yisrael. And Moshe Rabbeinu came and said, I was a royal Nehman. I went up to heaven and I fought with the angels and I brought down a Torah. And I was Moshe Nefesh for Am Yisrael. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, everything is true. But it doesn't overweigh the sins of the Jewish people. Until our mother Rachel, Koyam HaShem, Koyal Baroma, Nishma, Nehi Yubchi, Samrurim. Our mother Rachel came and said, Yibana Shalaylam. You know how much, how, how much Yankov Vinu loved me. And you know that he worked seven years only for myself. And when that day, when my father Lovan, instead of bringing me to the chuppah, brought my sister Leah, and I gave away Yankov Avinu, and I gave away all the eternity of the Jewish people, everything, I gave away that my sister Leah should not put to shame. 
and I brought a tzara into my house. If you, if I could do this, you, Hashem, should have mercy on the children. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Mini mi bechi, ki Hashem, in the schus of Rachel Imenu, the Geulu will come. Mashiach that will come will be in the schus of Rachel Imenu. Now, there are many explanations that were said. Where was the point of greatness? In Rachel Imenu, mysterious nefesh, more than Avram, Yitzchok, Yankim, Moshe. We, not, we can't belittle these, the, the, our oversacredition. And many beautiful explanations were said. But I would like to just add one word in continuation to what we mentioned before. When Avram or Vino jumped into the kitchen of Ha'esh, if you would have grabbed him and said, Avram, why are you giving away your life? For what? And he would have said, because Nimrod says, that if I didn't bow down to an idol, then I'm, he's thrown me in kitchen Ha'esh. I'm giving away my life for Kiddush Hashem. For the Ahud of HaKadosh Baruch And what did he say at that moment? He said, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokein Hashem Echel. And when I, if you grab Yitzchak of Inam Bakir, he said, wait a second Yitzchak, what are you, why are you stretching out your neck? For what purpose? Yitzchak would say, because Hashem commanded, Kachno is binchos yechidcha shahavtos Yitzchak. Now for great purposes, for great toeles, Yitzchak gave away his life. And you ask Yankiv, tell me, why are you sweating and toiling? Yankiv would say, to build the Jewish people. And if you would ask Moshe Rabbeinu, why are you fighting with angels of fire? And he would say, to get a tyrant. Now, when a person has a great purpose in mind, so he, he, could, he could act with greatness. But let us ask for a moment, Rochel Imenu. Rochel, take it Tell me, Rachel, why are you giving away Yankov Avinu and all the Jewish people all the eternity? You could have Reuben, Shimon, Levi, Yehudi, Yisachar, Zvulun, Don, Atolid, God, Asher, Yosef, Yisachar, all is yours. The Beit HaMikdosh, the Kahuna, the Malchus. Everything is yours. Yankov wants you. Yankov loves you. Everything. Why does Yankov love you? You're a safe parent. You're a safe attorney, you're not only made, you are carrying some bias. Why are you giving it away? Did Hashem tell you? No. My sister shouldn't be put to shame. Your sister, what about your sister shouldn't put to shame? You know what you should do? I'll tell I'll, I'll tell Rachel Go to your father and say, Papa, it's not gonna work. Before the whole story, it's not gonna work. Yankee gave me some money. You're not gonna make it. And love would have no prayer. So what 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 was the purpose of this mysterious message? What Rachel did she say Shema Yisrael Hashem on the Kain or Hashem Echad? What's Hashem Echad? Someone someone's telling you to bow down to an idol? You're getting prayer right here. You have a feeling for your sister. You have a feeling for your sister. For this feeling, you give away everything. For a little feeling, you give away everything. Mashiach said, Kainu, the best of Mikdosh, Avram, everything you make for a little feeling. Ulem Tosh appeared at Lesla Enon. Rabbi said, I believe that if Yiddish Rachel, she says, I don't know. I have no eyes. I don't see the greatness and the beauty of what I did. She gave away everything for, for a hergish, for, for her 
sister should not be put to shame. This is greatness. If I could take a, a siddur, and I could say, and I would see fire coming out, if I could learn Torah, and I would see the fire going around, I could learn Torah, no problem. But just to learn a black Gemara, just, you know, because... Uh, just to take a safe tea, like someone says, you know, it's, uh, I feel my heart is dead, and, and my eyes are dry, and my Kodesh doesn't appreciate my tea, and I know why also. Just because... For what? For what? For a hedge. For, 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 for a drop of Ratzon Hashem. And Rachelim Mehinu gave away everything. For what? Because it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. My sister's older than I. And what'll be, she'll be put to shame. And she gave away everything. This is such greatness. Ulantosh apirtav. The Lesla Enon. To do Abayas Hashem. Without eyes. Without appreciation of the greatness. But just because I'm governing Shmanesra, let's keep my eyes closed. Because that's what it says in Shulchan Let's concentrate. Rabbi Sai, if I would tell to somebody, you know, you shouldn't listen to that talk show on the radio. Of course not. It's schmutz. It's dirt. Of course. But when it comes to the simple news of, you know, so what? So what? But Tava says, quarantine yourself for 40 days. For what? For what? What's the grace of there? What's the grace of there? So what? Let's say, instead of, instead of I have more time to say, till I have more time to my family. So what? A person comes home from work. We sat here four days, Rabbi Sai. With all due respect to Rabbi Tauber. She, hey buddy, Lozang is on to start. My personal appreciation for this gentleman is hard to explain. It's just if I come from Eretz Israel from here. If he just tells me the word, he tells me the word. But let's not talk personal now. But he spoke so much about Shalom Bayez. You know what Shalom Bayez means? Let me tell you what Shalom Bayez When I come to Shul, I have an appreciation that South Korea is doing something great. To walk into a home, yes, smile, not smile. What's the big difference? Who am I going to kill? What's the big difference? A good, a nice good evening? Or a sour good evening? Is there such a big difference? Is there such a big difference? Right. To have someone feel good. We know what it means. Blood spilling. We know what it means. Mount Barabim. We have healthy homes, Baruch Hashem. We're not ruthless. But the difference of a nice good morning. And the says to sit and learn man and wife together. It's a nice suggestion. What, what heaven shattering, what heaven shattering to Ellis is in this suggestion, Rabbi Sai? Now if I would be a Rosh Hashiva and a Yeshiva and I would say Yeshiva and I'd bring the Mashiach, I'd know that What's the big difference? My wife is a little bit, doesn't know. What's the big difference? shapirto de lesla We don't know how to appreciate greatness. 
We don't know how to appreciate a hergish, a feeling of a Jewish man or a Jewish woman. And here is where greatness lies. When we have the patience to live in this world, and again, we have no eyes, we don't see, we are blind, we don't see how beautiful our Shemineser is, we don't see how beautiful our Black Gemara is, we don't see how beautiful our Tehillim is, we don't see how beautiful our good morning, our smile is, our graciousness is, our veto when we are able to yield to somebody's want, to feel for somebody's feeling. We have no eyes. And this is our mother Rochel. This is our mother Rochel. Ulem Tashapirto. Rakois. Greatness, we all have eyes for greatness. We know what Kuna is. When we, if I could be the Kohen God Rabbi Sai, I could, uh, to me, I would, I, I would promise you. If I would be the Kohen God, to the Kodesh HaKadoshim, I would never open a radio. I'm, <laughs> you crazy. The sugar. Kohen God, Kodesh HaKadoshim. But if I'm a Jew, Rochel, Ulemta Shapir, Tadelenslo, Ain. We have no eyes. But Rochel kept her greatness without eyes. Yifas Toyer, Yifas Madem. She kept her beauty. She kept her concentration. She has a matura to do Ratzon Hashem. She doesn't need greatness. She doesn't need kahuna. She doesn't need levia. She doesn't need malchus. She doesn't need riches. All she needs is to dedicate herself to Hashem's Ratzon. And therefore, Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, "Kol Barama Nishma, Rochel Vakal Beneho, Mini Koylevi Bechi Kiyeshcharu Pulesachem Hashem." Because of your avoda, that's why Mashiach will come. And this is what we have to learn. And this is what we were taught. Such beautiful ideas in these three wonderful days we sat together, Baruch Hashem. First of all, that we are Lemta Shapir. It's extremely important for us to note how beautiful we can be. How beautiful how t- our Torah can be. How beautiful our Shabbos can be. How beautiful our homes can be. How beautiful our Tehillim can be. How beautiful our, our worry for Am Yisrael can be. How beautiful we can mechanach our children. What's the problem? We don't have no eyes. Let us have patience. But let us not open up our eyes to a different world. If we don't have eyes for greatness, well, there's plenty to see. There's plenty to look at. Yeah, there's a whole world to look at. If we will keep our eyes closed and dedicated, the day will come that the Shekhinah will be in front of us with His glory and His splendor. Kodesh Baruch should help us. We should be zeicher very soon to see the Gula Shleim.